This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. You're hearing from Coal March and Triangle Pest Control's Donnie Shelton and PCO Bookkeepers, PCO M&A Specialist, and Turf Books Dan Gordon, as well as some of the biggest players in the pest control and lawn care industries. We're talking about what is changing in the industry and taking you straight to the front lines of what the future holds. If you're ready to grow your pest control or lawn care business, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PNP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take you to the front lines to those that are driving those changes in the industry. My name is Donnie Shelton. I am the owner of Triangle Home Services, which holds Triangle Pest Control as well as Triangle Lawn Services. I'm also the CEO of Coolmarch, a dig digital marketing and sales services for the home services industry. And with me, as always, is Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say hello? Hello, everyone. Uh, very excited today about uh, our guests. And uh, obviously, everyone knows uh, we uh, uh, have two companies, PCO Bookkeepers, uh, an accounting firm that supports the uh, pest control industry, outsourced CFO work, and uh, PCO M&A Specialists, uh, an exit planning service uh, built for uh, uh, PCOs who uh, want to uh, exit for the highest possible value. So. Uh, Back to you, Donnie. This one's really All exciting. All right. It is exciting. And, you know, I actually think that's the first time I've gotten to the introduction without screwing it up. You know, most of the time I'm like stumbling over my words. So I don't know. Maybe that's a good sign for today. Agree. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So. All right. Well, today I am so excited. We are talking about a blockbuster deal, probably the biggest I have seen since I've been in the pest industry. And it is pest and lawn industry between two software titans, Workway and Real Green. And today we're very fortunate. We have both CEOs with us, the CEO of WorkWave as well as the CEO of Real Green, uh, Dave Gianetto, as well as Bill Noonan. Uh, Dave and Bill, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? It's going well. It's great to join you guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming well, on. Yeah, thank you very much. And I, you know, I actually do need to put a disclaimer out before we start this uh, podcast. You know, back in December, Colmarks became a strategic partner with Real Green back in December of 2020. Uh, we announced the partnership in January. There was an equity stake as part of that partnership. And, and so now this deal that we're talking about, Colmarch is well a part of also. And so the big news, though, is that less than a week ago, these two companies, both Workwave uh, and Real Green, announced that they are combining. Workwave is acquiring Real Green. And that comes on the heels of Workwave acquiring Slingshot in May and Real Green, of course, acquiring Colmarch and Lombard earlier this year. So I want to start off with the first question, and, and that question is going to be for you, David. Can you give us a brief overview of Workwave as a company, including its roots and current ownership? Sure. Happy to. Uh, good to see you again, Donnie, and you as well, Dan. Um, yeah, WorkWave, uh, much like Real Green, goes back 40 years and was started by industry experts. A lot of people will know it as Marathon Data. Um, of course, some people will still call WorkWave Pest Pack, even though Pest Pack is uh, one of the four platforms that we offer out into the market. We support the market in different ways, and that'll tie into the Real Green discussion I'm sure we'll have today. So I'll, I'll end up probably coming back to the actual products we offer. But uh, they they formed the partnership um, with some pest control operators 
back at the beginning, over 25 years ago. And from that came what we think of as PestPack. And really, since that origin, PestPack has really been the dominant software technology in the pest control industry. Um, but for us as a company, it, like I said, it's one of four products that we offer. Uh, it, we have uh, eight add-on products. We have uh, a New York City quality, quality agency. Um, along with Wheel Green, we are a PayFac. Um, they're a PayFac as well, standalone, and of course, we'll combine with that. Uh, and, um, you know, there's a, a long history there. A lot of folks out in the audience will have uh, different feelings, some some hugely enthusiastic about WorkWave and PestPack, and others, um, you know, will have some concerns. There, there was a period of time where WorkWave wasn't as close to the customer base as I think the customers wished, but I've been there two and a half years, and um, other than COVID, I've been out in the market a lot trying to reconnect with the customer base. Uh, I myself am available to the customers all the time. So just trying to return to those roots of being very connected. Uh, I do say a lot of times it's one thing to be a market leader. I and mean, we have about 65% of the pest control industry on our software, but it's another thing to lead the market. And I think a company that's as dominant as WorkWave with PestPack should really be helping the industry go where it wants to go. So we're increasingly involved up at the national level with NPMA. I was just there last week. So uh, a lot of people have gotten to know me and hopefully they feel like um, at WorkWave are trying to do the right things. Awesome. Bill, can you kind of do a brief introduction for Ogreen as well? Just kind of same thing, brief over you and roots and yeah. current ownership now, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So Real Green Systems is the leading provider of software and marketing services to the green industry with a special focus on fertilization lawn care. The Deep Roots, founded by Joe Cusick in 1984, uh, the legendary Joe Cusick, uh, and has evolved over time, you know, with a, as to, to create a very broad portfolio of products and services. Really, I think one of the big differentiators of Real Green are those marketing services and what we do to help our customers grow through traditional print marketing, digital marketing services, software elements like our automated marketing assistant. Uh, but we also have great core mobile uh, software and our service assistant platform that help our customers uh, operate efficiently, really sort of optimize their team performance and efficiency and chemical efficiency. Uh, and then as Dave mentioned, you know, recently became a PayFact. So we're really focusing on helping our customers manage their cash flow through an integrated payment solution. And today we have, you know, almost 3000 customers and continue to have very, very deep industry domain knowledge in the green industry uh, and continue to sort of expand our focus a little bit outside of fertilization lawn care, moving into landscape maintenance. So that's been sort of how we've been evolving the product portfolio over the last 24 months. Um, in, in terms of ownership, uh, we're currently owned by a private equity fund named Seren Capital with Joe Cusick being a substantial shareholder in the business. Uh, and, uh, and they've been on board now for a little over two and a half years. Uh, and helped us with some expertise to continue to evolve uh, and strengthen our software best practices. So that's where Real Green sits today. That's awesome. So this is a really, really big deal. Very exciting uh, announcement. Uh, I've been involved or using uh, PestPack since the early 90s. So I've, you know, long history in that. And uh, I met Joe Cusick probably more than 15 years ago and started working with uh, Real Green. So 
Um, we're very familiar with both programs. But David, can you lay out a vision for us? What ultimately led to the deal? You know, how do you see the companies coming together? Is, is Real Green going to be folded into Workwave? Um, you know, or will it remain its own brand? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Workwave is owned in majority by EQT. Um, they're one of the largest PE firms in the world. It's it's a super professional group, and probably saw the, some folks probably saw the news early this year that IFS uh, that Workwave is being carved out of IFS and would be a freestanding company. And of course, it started a lot of conversations about what is the future of Workwave, uh, where will they focus, will they be sold, what why is this happening? Um, and we didn't talk much about why at the time, but it was really this understanding that. Uh, on its own, WorkWave could, as we say at WorkWave, reach its full potential. And M&A was certainly part of that. Um, we had great support from EQT. We're min minority owned by TA Associates, which is one of the heavy hitting uh, US PE firms. And with this deal, we will uh, have Sarant roll in as a minor minority holder. Um, a lot of folks will come in as part of Sarant, um, individual equity holders like Joe that Bill mentioned. So we've got some pretty good support across the board for WorkWave and where we could go. And when um, when they decided to do that and they gave you know gave WorkWave that type of support to, to get carved out of IFS, they said, well, what do you want to do? What what do you want or think WorkWave should be? And um, the first company on the list for you know merger acquisition was really Real Green. Uh, it had been talked about for a long time. Uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a brilliant thought. Um, but we got okay for me to pursue that. And uh, I got to know the folks at Serent. I got to know Bill. Bill and I had our first conversation in December. And the concept was to do something uh, really different and special. And uh, I know there's a lot of M&A activity in pest control, but, but M&A in software is, is a quite a bit different thing. Mostly what you see is struggling companies being acquired by bigger companies. And there's a lot of value in that method for the bigger company. Uh, and that's really what WorkWave's competitors do. Uh, it it is a, and we've seen some of that happen already at the end of last year and this year. Uh, it's a very different thing for two companies, you know, with the reputation and the success and the bright future that WorkWave and Real Green have to choose to come together. Uh, so bringing two companies together is a very different thing, and it influences the way that you integrate. Um, so Real Green as a product, uh, as a solution out in the market and the strength of that brand will continue to operate as Real Green. So when I said earlier that we have four platforms that we sell into the market at WorkWave, in essence, we would have a fifth platform, which would be Real Green. And, um, you know, the team that supports that will stay in place. The developers will all stay in place. That product will move ahead. Um, and the concept when you bring together great companies is, First and foremost, do no harm. Real Green is doing great things. They are leaders in the market, so um, don't derail them. That's the same approach we took with Slingshot, but how do we help them go faster? If you look at the background of the two companies, a lot of the bigger issues that, that Real Green has in front of it are, are issues that WorkWave has already tackled. Uh, so advancing the mobile platform, moving into the cloud, scaling, um, scaling across other segments in its industry. These are all things that, that WorkWave has already kind of done in its life cycle. So bringing them into Real Green, helping Real Green do those more quickly um, is, is a big part of what made this work. 
And uh, Workway's kind of like an iceberg where Real Green or Pest Pack or the other three platforms we have kind of pokes above the waterline, but below it is what is clearly the strongest financial organization in the industry. There's, there's nobody really positioned the way we are with shared services, shared product offerings, uh, and shared overhead support across all platforms. And that's where you get the ability to apply resources and make the products go quicker. And Pest Pack users have certainly seen um, our, our continued increase in investment in our, in our product portfolio. We invest more than anyone else in the industry back into the product. And we'll be able to see that same uh, positive impact on Real Green. So what, um, what's in it for the customer? What, uh, you know, if, if I'm a current Real Green or Pest Pack customer, what, what's in it for me? What, why is this big news other than, you know, just an interesting kind of thing? Well, I think it's in, a company at the end of the day, I think they want two things. They want to know that they're with the right partner, um, that they're with a company that uh, is looking out for their customer base collectively. And they also want a product that is moving ahead. It's bringing new things to the market. It's allowing them to compete more effectively. And, um, you know, we don't really pull any punches at WorkWave. We say that we want uh, you know, operators on our technology to have a natural competitive advantage in their marketplace over every company that isn't on our software. And in order to do that, we need to move the software ahead of where the competitors are. So the more uh, mass you bring together, positive mass, right, because we're combining great companies, it's, it's not like that other model of running around and cleaning up scraps. Um, combining two great companies gives you greater mass so you can reinvest in the products and move them ahead more quickly. For Real Green, um, you're kind of getting a, a, a proven approach to doing that because WorkWave solved these problems. It's not to say that we solved them right the first time every time. Maybe we made mistakes, but we learned from those mistakes and we got it where it needed to be and we can apply the good learnings from Real Green. And, and I think in, in pest control and lawn landscape, there's this, this um, tendency to look within the industries and to not look outside of the industries. If you look at medical device services and things like that, they're moving very rapidly. So by combining the two organizations, I think it helps uh, It helps broaden the perspective of WorkWave and Real Green because you're, now you have a team that is looking across and dominant in multiple industries. And it changes the mindset. Uh, it isn't so myopic in its focus on just green or just pest. Um, WorkWave plays in a lot of industries, but we certainly don't have the expertise that Real Green has. So by adding expertise, you, you tend to force the organization of WorkWave to look up and out more. And the more that we do that, uh, the more we can bring great things back into the industries and help those industries go where they want to go. So Bill, if you, uh, uh, I know that you're uh, folks are out there doing a road show and talking to some of the biggest and best uh, lawn care companies. What are you telling them? What What's in it, you know, for them? Yeah, from my perspective, Dan, it's about acceleration. You know, over the last 24 months, um, we have been investing, as Dave mentioned, very heavily in evolving our software. And um, just a number of themes that we've been focused on. And I think the expertise uh, that WorkWave brings to the table will be an accelerant. You know, we know that we need to move to a next generation mobile product. You know, it's been on the roadmap for a period of time. 
And WorkWave, as Dave said, there's a sort of a common platform that, that where they have experience across industries, uh, but it's built out. It will ultimately be a huge accelerant to help us get where we need to go. One of the things I discuss with customers is they're very, very focused on labor efficiency and how do we continue to evolve, for instance, our routing algorithms and our scheduling. And uh, WorkWave, as an example, has a native routing algorithm. We work with a third party. So when you have something that is built and you control it soup to nuts, you can be much more flexible in terms of how you sort of optimize things moving forward. So that's an example of a place where I think we'll see acceleration from an innovation point of view moving forward. Uh, but when you start to think about common elements, you get that experience, as Dave said, that ultimately will help us accelerate and still focus on the green industry. Real green, you know, is, is larger than the nearest competitor by a factor of four. We focus on the green industry. We're not going to lose that focus. The strategy remains the same. You know, what we want to accomplish. So I view this as a, a means to accelerate a lot of the innovation that our customers have been asking for. And, and I think the concern I've had, you know, in talking with customers is around dilution of focus. And, and I think the way these businesses are coming together, um, you know, uh, with as a platform, continuing to focus on what we've always done, you know, I'm not concerned at all about dilution and I see, see acceleration moving forward. So this is, this is great. Thank you both for, for, I guess, explaining that and clarifying that a bit. Um, it sounds like the theme out of this is that um, WorkWave is really going to help Real Green. Um, I, I don't want to say clean up the platform, but but make it more standardized, make it better, get it there faster. Where does where does Real Green help WorkWave? Uh, and maybe I maybe you guys said that, maybe I just didn't miss it. But where did, where does that you know how does that? And I know that's I mean any thought there? Well, I think. Um you know, you do have a tendency in acquisitions like this to look at how the acquired company, you know, how the acquirer can help the acquiree and get synergies out of it. That That is kind of the basic philosophy. Um, but, you know, in truth, it's it's a hard thing to say. There are there are things that Real Green does better than WorkWave. Um, you know, WorkWave is a clear market leader. We, we have great support. You know, Dan sitting there, been on the product since the 90s, and a lot of people feel that way. Um, but when you're around real green and you see the connection that real green has with its customer base uh it is another level of connection you know they, they really have figured that piece out uh and i would love to bring that piece of their culture across WorkWave uh in general so there there are ways and you know we want to help real green let's say dominate in other segments of the green industry than they do now we can't do that at WorkWave because we don't have their expertise. So that expertise, along with a different type of let's call it digital marketing talent that we don't have coming across, it fills in a lot of the gaps. So when you step back and you say WorkWave as a company is trying to do three things, help their customers grow their business, service their customers and maximize their money. Bill would say those same three things just with a little different spin on it. And it's that very broad look. So you need a broad uh, portfolio of products and add-on services and products to do those three things. And the more complete you make that offering, the easier it is for our customers because the customers don't wanna go elsewhere. They're going elsewhere because we don't offer an integrated solution. And filling in some of those gaps with products and offerings and expertise does add to WorkWave, even though we have a tendency to say, well, where's the synergy? 
you know, we're acquiring real green. So what's the advantage? How do we improve the return, do all these things, grow faster? But when you get down on the ground, you know, there's great people. That really I, I could not agree more. And I apologize, but I'm going to digress here for a moment. I need to tell a story because this is pretty funny. <laughs> I will never forget the very first real green conference I went to. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is a cult. It was the funniest thing. They brought coolers of ice beer in and folks are going to coolers and just cracking open beers from these big ice chips. <laughs> it was totally, you know, most of time you got folks walking around and kind of ticky. No, there's these coolers in the back. They're just picking out the ice chest and popping them. Anyway, it was, uh, so no, I, I could they not. They used to that. have the, uh, those big pitchers that they had on the Kool-Aid commercials. Yes. And they had green liquid in it with, the, it was some sort of mystery. It, it all drinking the Kool-Aid. The first time I saw it. So you were drinking the real green Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's shift gears here for a moment. So we're going to jump Tani, into. You know, um, yep. it's interesting because you know we're we're combining the conferences in January um, with Real Green and Workwave user conferences being in person again for the first time. So we we've done a lot. Of, there's been a lot of discussion about, uh, as you know, Danny, about the the kind of the the nature of the work uh, the Real Green event and not losing that passion and focus and. Um, I guess WorkWaves conferences didn't didn't have some of those things, but um, we certainly want want to preserve that and bring that on board to the entire conference and expose the WorkWave folks. Do you guys have to save the date for that, or is there? It, what what, what, what is it? It's right mid January, right, Bill? Yeah, I think it's the second week in January, and then we'll, we'll we can share details with you. Perfect. No, that'd be great. Well, I will tell you, I. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, one thing I can always say: every real green conference I've went to, I just had a ball. I came oh, home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So let's shift gears here. We're going to ask a few tough questions, of course. Uh, and I, but, you know, I, we ask these because we know folks in the audience will want to know the answers. And so, uh, we've got about three questions here. I'm going to lead off. Um, and so this one, you know, you, I think everyone who understands private equity understands that, you know, private equity is buying companies, you know, creating something unique and then selling them at some interval. Um, now, that may or may not be good for the customer, depending on, you know, who's acquiring, who's investing, those types of things. But, you know, I think the real question that I think a lot of folks want to hear and understand is, OK, well, this is this deal is happening. What's in it for PestPak and Real Green users beyond what we've already talked about? I know you guys talked about the synergies, and why is it good for you know in this case WorkWave and Real Green users, and why should they hang in there? You know, considering other things on the market or in the making. And I mean, whoever wants to, I mean, if you want to start, David, and then Bill, if if you got something to add, maybe that's a good way to do that. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a tough question to ask answer, but but mostly because how it. I think because how how the question is worded, Donnie, it's it's hard for me to follow along with it because the the thought that customers have to hang in there with with a solution that has been proven over decades that is both PestPak and the Real Green software uh, is just head and shoulders above anything that's out there in the market. That's why they are both in the position they are in. Um, you know, both companies I think have have proven they want to do the right thing by the customer. And I think that if you look at uh, what's been happening in WorkWave and you talk to the WorkWave customers about how the technology has been moving ahead over the last couple of years so much more quickly 
um, than it ever has before. That is a sign that WorkWave as a company, including with Real Green now, has the support of some of the best owners in the world. They have made the decision that, you know, when I sit down with them, I say, we need to, what we would call modernize the software. We need to move that ahead. We need to start building out what we think of as the Amazon customer experience type functionality. We need to help them use uh, more complicated financial instruments. These are, these are things that our ownership is saying, yes, go do them. You, it's one thing to be dominant in the industry, but you have to move ahead more quickly. You, you can't really compare that type of scale to the small companies that will inevitably come up. They will build on the most modern technology. They'll try to uh, look at the offers. You guys see them as much as I do. You are a unique company. You're so special. We want to give you our software for free. Help us build it. Give us your expertise. And then we know what happens. They build it. They customize the hell out of it. They try to get to scale at three or four million. They start to struggle. They can't scale. The customizations are killing them. And they end up hovering in there. And they either get acquired or they, they slowly dwindle off. And then they end up on the bad side of an M&A activity, like our WorkWave competitors are engaged in. And that's the customer bases that should be worried. I think for both Real Green and PestPack and the other platforms that WorkWave brings to the table, um, the ability to move more quickly, to modernize, to have support of great ownership is, um, it's a rare luxury. So if anything, they should be 100% more enthusiastic. Yeah, and, and I'd add to Dave's comment, these are growth investors that we're talking about. This is really focused on growth. There are different flavors of private equity. There's some that focus on optimizing for profitability and different things. But I, I decided to spend my entire career, remainder of my career in growth environments, because by definition, you have to invest at very high levels in software companies like uh, WorkWave and Real Green to continue to support that growth over time. That's good for customers because it means we're evolving our products. We're modernizing our solutions, starting from, you know, sort of industry leading positions and building from that going forward. And, and generally, you know, you talk about the periodicity of private equity. You can't think one cycle in private equity. You have to think two or three cycles ahead. So you're, you're by definition thinking on 10 year horizons focused on growth that and really drive investment in the platforms and you know different firms operate differently but you know the experience that we've had with Saren is they're very focused on helping support us as well and bringing in expertise to help us implement best practices and really get better in supporting our customers helping us evolve our products so my sense is net net it's it's really good for customers when you're focused on growth and, and that's sort of the equation that we have here yeah, now, there's, no, there's, I, a bad, there's a bad reputation for BEP sometimes because you think of this churn and burn, but you don't make this level of investment in companies if you're right. going to churn and burn it. You're doing it because Bill Bill said it perfectly. You have a vision of what this this company or this combination can be. And some of these folks, they're betting their careers on decisions mm -hmm. that are this big. So uh, it's about building something special. And when you do that, it's the customers that benefit from that type of investment. Yeah, I mean, so, and just to, I was gonna say, just to summarize that, though, I mean, th themes I heard out of that was, number one, it's, you know, if, if there's a growth focus, there's gonna have to be investment in the product. The product's gonna have to evolve. The product's gonna have to get better to create that growth. And then with private equity, you not only obviously have the financial 
benefits, but also with people, right? And so it, it makes it from having to bootstrap things and you know limitations on people to it opens up a whole nother world. And so is that a decent summary, kind of what you're saying there? I just want to, okay, yeah, there, Dan? There, I think money has to come from somewhere. So that's, right. uh, but, uh, let's, uh, this one's the big elephant in the room and uh, sure. all your customers are talking about it. And uh, for both of you, they're talking to us about it. And uh, it's what about merchant services? Um, this is a large revenue stream, I'm sure. And many are not happy with the fact that they are many times uh, being forced to move to the platform. I look at it as, um, gee, it's it's kind of a supplement to, uh, you know, the fees that you would have to charge for the software as a service if you didn't have the merchant fees. Um, what? How do you explain to clients who say, you know, I want to have the choice of what processor to use and maybe I could get a tenth or a quarter point better but um, why what, what's the uh, argument for um, you know having both real green and workwave be your merchant service yeah so Dan I mean I think of you as a finance guy an accountant finance you know you're talking to your customer base about that side of it so I think there's and I, and I think amongst the industries, there's not really a great understanding of merchant services, what we call embedded finance, the, the payment facilitation that both uh, Workwave and Real Green have done. Uh, if you roll back the clock and say, why did Workwave make this decision? Very similar for Real Green. We traveled very similar paths on our journey to become Payfax. It was broad dissatisfaction with the customer service provided by the processors and WorkWave and Real Green being trapped in the middle of that equation, but having no power. So we have to go back two or three years when our customers, the same customer base that has concerns now, was calling, complaining, and frustrated that they couldn't get answers from processors because the processors are so big, they had no real representation. At the same time, those processors didn't want to move ahead what we would call payments functionality. They didn't want text to pay. They didn't want card present. They didn't want check scanning. They didn't want anything because those things dilute processing power that moves through them. So you had an industry supporting our customer base, but not really incentivized to do it in a way that benefited the customers and moved them ahead. That's why WorkWave made the decision it made. Uh, and it is, it's one of the most complicated and difficult projects I've ever been through in my career. But coming out of it, I think we're able to do those two things, provide better service, and the WorkWave customer base is seeing an increased amount of functionality released that bring them into a very, very modern, um, uh, the ability to interact with end customers, home, home customers, let's say, on the best payment functionality in the industry. And at the same time, at least for WorkWave, um, for 90% of our customers, we've reduced their payment processing costs. We handed them more money in their bottom line simply because we made this decision. Now, the traditional thinking would be for WorkWave to keep that. Um, but WorkWave chose not to because we're a software company. That's our primary focus. So we were able to look out, unify the buying power, and reduce processing costs for many, many of our customers because most of our customers are small businesses that can't negotiate um, contracts you know, at discounted rates the same way the, the heavy hitters can in the industry. So it works all across the board, but it's important. And you see Real Green doing it, WorkWave doing it, and 
our larger competitors will announce very soon that they're becoming Payfax as well, because this this is really the future. This is what Amazon, PayPal, Apple, they are competing to control processing because when you do that, you can bring a lot of other merchant services or, or financial instruments to the table. And if you are a good custodian on behalf of your customer base, you can do things for them that they can never do alone. So I'll give you an example. We're releasing a new WorkWave credit card that will come out in the next, I don't know if it's month or six weeks. And it is designed for small businesses that do not have the credit rating to get a credit card in the name of the business. And Dan, you know it's challenging for these small businesses to get a credit card in their own name, especially if the small business owner has destroyed their credit building their business or because of something like COVID. But WorkWave, as a payment facilitator, can go out to the credit card industry and say, look, we, we manage $3 billion of payment processing. That's a big number. If you wanna work with our customer base, we expect you to give them a natural advantage, reduce the rates, give them credit when they wouldn't otherwise have it, and, uh, and, and be a good partner and custodian to them. So that credit card will come out. It's designed for companies with bad credit that couldn't get credit. They can reestablish their credit. They can have uh, a credit card in the business name and therefore start to establish a profile for their business. And at some point, we hope they would be able to transition onto what you think of as a name brand type credit card. And there are certain mechanics that go along with it that are only possible because we're a payment facilitator. Um, so I respect the skepticism, but a large part of it is because they don't understand how these merchant services um, can be leveraged to their best interest if, if WorkWave is a good custodian on their behalf, right? Mm -hmm. if, if we understand what they need, we form the right partnerships, and we bring that to them. And, and that's what I'm committed to. I think anyone that's worked with me the last two and a half years knows that we are very much about how do we save our customer base money? The, the supplier discount program that we launched with Target Specialty Products is another example of how we use this buying power on our customer's behalf. Yeah, and just to build on that theme, you know, it's all about the, the values in the integration and the values in the software. I mean, that's, and, and, and the purchasing power, as Dave mentioned, to really, provide a much broader offering. And this is a fundamental model shift that's taking place. You have payment companies buying software companies, you have software companies becoming payment companies. This is an inevitable convergence that's taking place. In fact, Global Payments just purchased the company that I was leading prior uh, to Real Green, and they've done that in across industries over time because the values in the software, and I think what we don't wanna lose sight of is the investment goes into the software to continue to innovate and has a much broader impact for our customers because the software is really what drives value over time uh, for customers where we're talking about operational efficiency, the tools to help our businesses grow, or the tools to actually manage payments efficiently and manage cash flow efficiently. So this convergence is inevitable. As Dave said, you'll see more announcements coming out here you know, across software companies that this is gonna become the standard sort of offering. And, and we're, we're ahead of the curve uh, from that perspective and, and our customers are able to take advantage of that. Good, excellent. So uh, regarding this acquisition, you guys are out in the market and you're visiting and, uh, and hearing. Uh, what are you hearing from the industry? What concerns are you hearing? Uh, how, are, how are you responding to those concerns? Well, Bill, I know you're on the roadshow 
as we speak uh, with the largest customers. So why don't, why don't you jump in first there? Yeah, again, I think it's it's predominantly, as I mentioned earlier, around losing focus on the green industry. You know, Re Real Green, you know, hasn't historically had a lot of competitive intensity. Of course, things are evolving. You know, we have a, a lot of folks that have expressed interest in getting into the green industry and evolving their solutions over time. But will Real Green lose its secret sauce and its focus on fertilization, lawn care, and other elements of the green industry? And I think that's what's magical about sort of this combination is an acknowledgement that this is a platform that will continue to focus on the green industry and the workway portfolio and be able to take advantage of, of all those shared services that Dave mentioned to help us not only accelerate in software, but continue to, to sort of advance our best practices as a SaaS software provider going forward. But, but that's the real concern. What does this mean around Real Green's secret sauce, its DNA? Will it impact sort of that, that culture, you know, the cult following we talked about? And, and you know, I've, it's been great to get to know Dave, uh, you know, through this process. And, and that is by no means the intent. The intent is to keep our momentum, do no harm to our momentum going forward. And, and that's one of the key values in what WorkWave saw in this acquisition is acquiring the best player in the green industry and keep that going. Yeah, I, I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it better, Bill. If you have to remember, you know, it sounds like a big, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. But, you know, I, I'm on the hook to make this work. Bill's on the hook to make this work, right? So it's not an option for us to, to buy real green and, and tear it apart. That's not what, it's just not right. <laughs> you have to remember, I, I run a company. I report to a board just like uh, a lot of other people do, like Bill does. Um, now it will be the same board. But um, we made commitments and promises that by combining these two great companies, it isn't one plus one equals two, it's one plus one equals five or 10 uh, across the next you know, three, five years. And I think part of the reason that, especially the real green folks should, the customers should have confidence is that Serent could have taken their money and walked away. Joe Cusick could have taken his money and walked away. Bill, Bill could have done the same thing too, if we're being honest. But all of those people chose to reinvest into this combination, into the new work wave, um, because they believe that the greater, let's call it the greater return will come by staying involved. And then, but the return is just a natural byproduct of work wave with real green in it, doing the right things, doing great things, moving the markets ahead, customers respecting the growth uh, and the commitment to, to growing the product. Um, so getting past the veneer of a, a very large PE deal, which is wonderful, you know, there's real people in Real Green and in WorkWave. There's real people that work day in and day out with this cu the customers. They know their kid's name. They've known their kid, their families for decades. Um, that, that DNA doesn't change. And I think, you know, I think overall, that's probably the biggest thing that most folks want to hear, right? Anytime there's a massive change like this, there's obviously a lot of like, I don't want to say fear, but folks are like, what's going to happen? What does this mean? And and I think it's great to hear that it's the focus is going forward, right? The focus is going bigger. The focus is making it better to grow it. And so, so David, this one's for you. Um, should we expect to be having you on here talking about some other large acquisition <laughs> in the future? Anything else that as far as the vision is concerned, anything else that's just 
you know, that you can disclose, of course, but anything else on the on the on the horizon here that you you feel like you need to make or a deal or announce it or whatever? Well, um, uh, I mean, you get you guys play in this space as much as I do. You know that uh, anything that's happening, I couldn't really talk about anyway. Um, yeah. but, but I can just tell you our philosophy and what I laid out uh, for our board back in October, November. What Bill and I discussed that was a good outcome of of WorkWave and Real Green coming together, and what that positions us to do in the future. Uh, we we're okay taking big swings. You know, this is a big swing. It's a huge move. We're, we're 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 putting a lot of money on the line to do it, but as moves go, it's a pretty safe bet. Anyone that we talk to, you guys are both industry experts too. When you step back and you talk about this very quickly, everyone says this makes a lot of sense. It it, it is two great things coming together, very synergistic. The customer bases are very similar. Um, Bill and I, you could argue, are competitors. We're not actually, but on the surface it looks that way and in five minutes of phone conversation it's two ceos we said this makes sense um both of us were very much on board him going back to Sarant and saying it makes sense me going back to eqt and ta saying this makes sense let's do this let's have this conversation and figure it out so we're okay taking big swings in the future as well but we are committed to um smart uh safe sound movements that um, bring greater value to not just WorkWave and the Real Green customer base, but any company we might choose to work with in the future. I can guarantee that they will be very sound, logical moves that anyone who sets aside the fear and looks at it and understands it will say, yeah, I see where they're going. This makes sense. WorkWave is something special. It, it really, truly is. And we could have a whole hour on why that's the case, not just Dave's love of his own company. But... Uh, <laughs> the chance to be something special that changes the way the market operates, it's right there. Not many companies can achieve that. Uh, and, and I love to be back. And, and when I can talk about each of these large moves that do move these industries in different directions and, and talk about how it all fits together. But uh, unfortunately, that's not today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to try, right? <laughs> I know everyone's everyone is asking that, right? Everyone yeah. is, uh, yeah, but yeah. you know, it's because it's exciting because it's, very exciting. it's huge. So people want to know, they they want to hear about it, and uh, I can yeah. tell you, we'll we will do great things across 2021 and beyond. Excellent. So uh, obviously, if anybody has specific questions or concerns, any of your users or, or even prospects, what's the best way to contact you, or is there somebody on your team that can answer their questions that are that that, that have the facts? Well, the answer for Bill for Real Green and for WorkWave is pretty consistent. Every customer of ours has account managers. The larger customers have customer success managers. They can call, uh, and I'm sure it's the same in Real Green. You tell me, Bill. Indeed. Anyone it is. can call and say, I want to talk to Dave Gianetto, and they will be passed over to me, and I will call them back. I think that's the one thing that the customers have been shocked about is that it doesn't matter if it's some uh, you know super small business in the middle of in the midwest with with two licenses if they call me i'm on the phone with them at night or on the weekend and uh there's not a lot of profit once i talk to them but you know they're accustomed by the way i can attest to that i had a small problem that i reached out to dave and he fought the follow-up was incredible i don't know if i do that much for my customers you know so it was you know, we want to do the right thing we really do 
you know, Dan, you and I met in uh, Washington, I'm pretty sure it was, and it was the last trip before COVID hit. And uh, I haven't seen you in person since. And, um, you know, you you sat me down and you explained how folks were feeling and what what needed to be done in order to win back the hearts and minds of the customer base. And I can tell you that two things happened. I really took it seriously. I, I really want to do the right thing by the customer. I mean, it's my company. I want to be proud of it. And, and I want the customers to feel good about working with us. And the employees in WorkWave were frustrated too. They wanted to do the right thing. They're on the phones with people that they have known for years and they wanted to do the right thing too. So I think we have the ship going in the right direction. The support is growing, growing, growing. I'm out all the time with this customer base. Uh, down in Florida, you know, just last week with the customer base. Um, and anyone can reach out to me. Uh, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of, whether it's, um, you know, dgianetto at, at workwave.com or LinkedIn or whatever it is. So. Excellent. Probably, and Bill's probably, I know it's the yeah, same. Absolutely. Right? There's not a, Bill, Bill Noonan at realgreen.com, there's not a single person on my team that is not standing by ready to engage customers. It's just our DNA and uh, standing by ready to answer questions or, you know, support in any way we can. And, and like Dave, we've had some hiccups along the way. We've talked about this before, but, but we are getting stronger and better and better every day from a support perspective across the board. Well, I will tell you, David. Yeah, David, Bill, this has been awesome. I, at least, I mean, I know for me personally, this has answered a ton of questions. It's provided a ton of clarity, <clears throat> and I think our our listeners are really going to appreciate the time that you guys took to to sit out with us and talk about this deal. It's a huge thing in the industry. Obviously, right now, everyone's talking about it, um, and so this is just. I just want to thank you both for coming on and kind of sharing your thoughts and the vision of where it's going. Um, Really appreciate that. So Dan, any final parting thoughts before we finish out here? Thanks so much. This was terrific and uh, good luck to both of you. And, um, you know, I would say most of our client base uh, is on one of the two platforms. So we're, we're rooting for you. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of another episode of the PMP Industry Insiders Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes, please remember to give us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify or however it is that you find the podcast. And with that, we're signing off. Dave, Bill, thanks again. Really enjoyed it. You guys take care. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys.